Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to today's Irish Tech, tech Podcast. Today I'm talking with Kira Brown from Code Institute. How are you doing, Kira? Hello, I'm well, thanks. How are you doing? Great, thanks. Now, first, tell me a bit about your, your background. Sure. So, um, well, my background is mostly in education. Um, I've worked for some educational institutions across Ireland, um, in Singapore, um, China, and in Malaysia. So I suppose from the academic point of view, the progressive delivery of our online diploma really appealed to me. Um, Now, I'm also someone who comes from a family of coders and entrepreneurs, so I can appreciate, you know, the tech and the sparking new ideas side of things. And right now, um, I manage the government channel here at Code Institute. And my role would involve working with external government partners to provide our program. Now, the majority of people who would be eligible to apply for these particular cohorts, they'd be people who, number one, they may not ordinarily be in a position to afford the course. um, And or they, they would be those with little to no previous coding experience, um, but who really display an impressive capacity to learn to code. And that's one of the reasons we justify putting the government funding behind these people's places. So for these particular cohorts, it means the demand is very high and the places are, are extremely limited. And that results with me ending up with, you know, the most highly motivated people yeah. imaginable, which is fantastic for me. Um, the groups I generally work with, they're small. Um, they'd be groups of, say, people, you know, number 14 to 35 people. And where I'm lucky is I see the journey from the recruitment stage all the way to aftercare on graduation. So I'm, I'm very attached to these people. Um, and I'm also quite invested in their journey. Um, now, the recruitment here, I must say, is very much led with integrity, which means that if you're not capable of completing the course with us, the teams here won't place you on the programme because it simply wouldn't be fair. Yeah, gotcha. And in a way, you can say you're a bit like, in a way, springboard course. Springboard are one of our government-run partnerships, um, which is absolutely fantastic. So we'd work with people who are located all over Ireland and they fall into three main categories. So... If eligible for a springboard course, you would be either currently employed and you'd want to upskill or reskill, yeah. um, or you might be currently unemployed or a returner to education. So, a returner to education would be somebody who may have taken a break for a number of reasons. They may have been um, out of education for health or work reasons, or they may have been previously living abroad and they wish to come back to Ireland. Um, so, they'd be the three main groups. And for our springboard cohorts, they would have 12 months maximum to complete the program. And it sounds like a long time, but that is really intensive in terms of the weekly dedication that and the number of hours they'd have to allocate to the coursework. So it's completely... Um, online which means that you can work with our teams to set your own schedule and you work towards the deadlines of four projects with our teams here because the idea is at the end of those 12 months you have from us your diploma you have a professional portfolio of four projects so they'd they'd be two 
front-end projects and two full-stack projects. Yeah. And you would also have um, an updated professional online presence. So say your LinkedIn profile or your profile on a recruiter's website, yeah. we'd work with you on updating that. And we'd also put you in touch with our director of employer engagement. So that's our... Our aim is to create a funnel of, you know, immediately employable people who at the end of those 12 months, they can go straight into an interview and say, here's my portfolio. It's evidence of my ability. I have a university credit rate diploma and I also have all of my skills listed um, in my CV and here's my my LinkedIn profile. Um, here's my GitHub profile. They are you, you have the confidence to show what you've worked yeah. so hard for over the past 12 months. So that would be what we've done with Springboard, um, is which is one of the, yeah. the main government partners we'd work with. And is your courses level eight? So it is a level six equivalent. We're accredited <laughs> by um, Edinburgh Napier University. Yeah. So on the NSU level, that would be um, a level five. Yeah. So, I mean, you are welcome to build upon that, you know, and the ECTs are transferable. Um, we're universally recognized. So if people are interested in going on then to, say, an undergraduate degree, um, they can build upon that. I suppose my um, cohorts, the aim is for them to go straight into employment. Yeah. Can I ask, I, 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 people I, I, who... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, I did a, I did a Springbok course about nine years ago. And that was a one-year full intensive. It was, a, it was actually not online. It was in, in the college, not online. But it was one year of full mm. intensity, three, three semesters of nonstop work. So I know, how, I know how tough these courses can be. And uh, if you're not still too for the course, you shouldn't be on the course. So I know how, how, it, how, that, how, the, how that works. Yeah, I mean, we've for the past few cohorts, we um, we had applicants in the hundreds, and we only had say ten places for one cohort or twenty places for another cohort. So the competition was fierce. Um, now, before you even you know attempt to apply for the program, we have to make sure first that number one, you you are able to code or you're able to learn to code. So yeah. we'll put you through an assessment. Um, Tool, which comprises of 14 coding challenges. Now, you don't need to have written a line of code before in your life, but the idea is that you're able to self-direct and you know how to go and find it on the various external resources. So, okay, this is asking for you to type, hello world, um, can you go and Google the answer? Um, and that's, that's very important, number one. Yeah. First, are you? Do you have the perseverance? Do you have the patience, um, and do you have the problem-solving skills to go and self-direct and look for the answer? Are you going to give up, or are you going to say no? I'm going to keep going until I find the answer. So that's number one. Um, is the, you know ensuring that a person does actually know um, and enjoy coding. The other thing, which is of vital importance, is how are they going to manage online learning? Because it's a completely different delivery of education. Some people are just not interested or not, um, they don't find enjoyment in sitting in front of a computer for extended periods yeah. of time, watching videos and then coding underneath. And that's what our program requires you to do. Yeah, I can imagine because when I was in my course, it was basically, all of it was basically done in a classroom. But some work you could do online via Moodle, get your course notes and they give you some uh, stuff to do. But, 
It was all basically done in a classroom environment. And it's different. And also with that, you get to do more group work as well, which is harder to do if you're you're online. Well, we have, I suppose that's the beauty of the program because there are other barriers to pursuing education that you wouldn't have this program. So it's so much of a confidence builder. Some people who wouldn't have the confidence to go to an open evening or sit inside a classroom, you can do this comfortably from your own home. You can... You can access the course because uh, at, say, 3 a.m. Yeah. Because um, once you log in, you have access to the entirety of the coursework. So you're working at your own place. Um, you understand what the, the next modules are, and you're constantly building. So it's not a case of, I missed a class. I don't have the notes from that course. It's pre-recorded lectures. Um, and in order to succeed and to go further on the coursework, um, you're expected to constantly build on the technologies um that you've come into contact with while on the program. So we start from zero and then we build you up to become a full stack web developer. And the opportunities, I mean, it is, we understand that online learning can be seen as very isolating. So how we combat this is we have a completely online community forum, which is like your college campus. And that's where people who are going through the program worldwide would be active on. And you can brainstorm and share ideas with people who are in Istanbul. Some are doing the program in Australia, um, Finland, the Netherlands, Singapore, you name it. We have people um, going through the program in over 30 countries at the moment, which is really exciting for not only knowledge sharing for project work, but also for, I suppose, building on um, professional your professional development and contacts in industry as you go because our alumni are still present on our online community forum too. So they're a great networking tool for people who say, okay, I've completed the course. I'm interested in opportunities in, I don't know, Nigeria. Does anybody have a link? 12 people will immediately, you know, pop up and and give suggestions. And another thing that we understand is really important when you get into the workplace um, would be agile development. And we have a lot of opportunities for group work. Um, You know, for example, we we host um, the likes of hackathons quite often. But at the end of the program, every person, the grading would be assessed on their individual work and the submittal of their portfolio of four projects. So that's not anybody else's work but your own. And that's important too because when you go into an interview, um, especially for a technical interview, you're going to be asked to display your capabilities and you've done the work you've done in excess of 400 hours of coding, you will be able to sit down confidently and show show it off and that's the main thing that an employer is looking for. They don't want somebody that they need to allocate a further three weeks of training to who may understand the theory but can't sit down and practically apply it. Whereas our, our graduates, they all you do is is code. You're constantly coding. It's very um it's very code heavy, but it's not so much theory heavy. So you can go straight in and it's as if you practiced, you know, a musical in- instrument. Yeah. You're constantly practicing, constantly honing your craft and you're really confident in the different languages and technologies that you're using. Well, to me, it reminds me like if you're an artist at college, you've got, you've been a portfolio of your work. So when you finish everything you've coded, you can show to, to employers what you've done, which helps. Absolutely. Yes. That, and it's, it's a really good motivational tool as well, because don't get me wrong, we know that 
sitting in front of a, a laptop for hours on end. That's that's frustrating. You don't understand um, why your code isn't running. Then you want you feel like you have to throw your laptop out the window. So we base your projects on something that you are interested in. You have total control over um, the topic of each of the projects. So if, if, say, for example, somebody has a business idea, yeah. we'd actively encourage you to put down um, everything that you're interested in creating, and then we'll support you with that. And there's a few different ways that we'd work with you on that. So somebody comes up to us and starts the program and says they have a business idea for something relating to fintech. We'll put them in contact then with a the mentor who their interests are aligned with their own. Perhaps they have many years' experience in fintech. So that way you can work with your mentor on creating a project relating to your business idea. And you also have the support of somebody who has the, the knowledge and experience in that area that you're trying to break into. And then you can also work use them as a professional contact to build up, you know, for networking purposes later on. And yeah. um, now the mentor is usually an industry professional and while they're they're not a, a code institute staff member, they will be contracted by us. Uh, they will check in with the learner at various different intervals when they're building their projects. And then before a person submits the project, you know, the inter- the mentor would go through and say, you know, have you done XYZ? Double check that, and then you can submit it, you know, um, for the review. Yeah, I guess basically when they're starting a part of it, they can advise them on what's a good or bad. You see, if you come to the, whatever you want to do, and they tell you, no, no, you can't do that because that wouldn't work, or we don't, I don't think you had enough time to do this, they can more put them in the mm-hmm. right path on what to do. Yes, I mean, we'd, there are certain criteria that we need to see when we assess each of the projects, um, but it's, very much a you break it you create it you create you know do whatever you want to do with this we want you to to test and we want you to push the the boundaries and the limits out that's good to hear and tell me a bit more about the project you're doing uh, in, in in Kerry sure so um our partnership with Kerry College is honestly my pride and joy um Basically, Kerry College approached us um, about a partnership because they wanted us to ensure that we could help in the delivering of a pipeline of software developers yeah. from diverse backgrounds in the locality. In about February 2019, um, there was an announcement by Kerry SciTech um, that there was going to be the creation of over 180 new tech jobs yeah. and they needed those roles filled. Then a little later on, um, the ODI hub in Kilorgland, they announced that there would be the creation of more than 300 jobs. So they really were crying out for people who were immediately employable. And I enter Code Institute there. And we had a huge response to our um, our advertisement for recruiters. And we have ended up with the most fantastic people from a really colourful array of backgrounds. We've got we've got builders, um, opera singers, entrepreneurs, teachers, even a fireman. Now, some of these people have dabbled in coding before. They've completed some free online coding courses just to see if they'd be interested. Yeah. Others had never written a line of code before in their life, but they were fantastic and they're naturals. The program itself is it's completely online, but it's classroom-based. So we have one of our tutors who would 
serve as a kind of an in-class coordinator with them and that person is going to help them seek out the solution if they have a problem but it's everybody doing the online program in a group in a classroom in Kerry so they have 15 weeks total to complete the program which is incredibly intensive so what you know even at the recruitment stage we were explaining you are trading in your social life for this program you'll be eat sleeping you know and and preaching in all of the various different coding languages while you're on the program the final week so there's 16 weeks in total 15 weeks to complete the program and to submit your portfolio of the four projects yeah. and the final week will be where everybody gets to show off their creations and interact and network with the different companies and different hubs and recruiters around Kerry yeah. we had a, a lot of success with this last year at a careers week because 10 of the 14 people in the class actually got hired yeah. after the, the careers week um, and the companies are really impressed as well with the talent I mean because these were a lot of people that didn't consider a career in code before um, but for various different reasons they it, it led them to try out the coding challenges um, and then go straight into this intensive and I mean intensive boot camp yeah. so it's really really worked out well for us that's good and uh I guess you're trying to also solve the Irish coding school shortage as well. Yes, I mean, I suppose that was the the main basis for the creation of of Code Institute. And um, industry professionals were coming over and saying that look, there is a serious digital skills gap here. And um, we're crying out for people who have the the talent and who can get to work straight away. And um, there's simply not enough people to go into. A working position in this area um, and it's just widening more and more so the idea was that we could create a program that was accessible to the masses no matter what region you're in um, that you could do in conjunction with your own day-to-day -day schedule and that would provide you with instantaneous results so it's not a case of you sitting down and you memorizing um, a book it's you type your code, you press run, and then you build. And this is a really fantastic tool for ensuring that, um, you know, people's confidence um, builds because learning a, a new skill anyway is transformative to someone's life. Now, I'm not just talking about the, you know, that you can apply for more roles on learning a new skill. I mean, about, I'm speaking about the fact that People who were once too underconfident, you know, to leave their bedroom, they're now building fully functioning websites. They're deciding to ask a girl out or they're applying for their driver's license. It's a total ripple effect. Um, and I suppose that's down to the delivery of the program. But the results are your work, of your work are instantaneous. Um, you know, every moment of the program you're building and you're clicking that run button um, to what you've made as a result of your own hard work and your problem-solving abilities in an instant. Um, and that's such a confidence boost of the aha moment. Yeah. I can imagine somebody comes into this course and thought they couldn't do this. And when they're going through, they realize what they're doing and making these great, great little uh, projects or great little uh, websites or programs, it gives them a bit of self-esteem and, and uh, they can feel great. I'm doing something worthwhile now. Oh, absolutely, because being able to see straight away that you were able to create something, that is that is huge to somebody's confidence. 
Yeah. I can imagine. Because I know that when I was in college doing stuff like this, there was guys in my class who, who uh, we were all reskilling, weren't necessarily coders. But when they were doing what, what they were doing, you could see the, the outlook and life change. They were very happy that they'd actually done something. They thought they couldn't do this. Like in three months' time, they were doing things they thought I could never do. It was great to see that as well. And I get for you guys too, you're happy getting people to actually uh, get a chance of, of, of getting a proper job now with real skills. Definitely. And just to, to go straight in there and to be able to say, I made this, this is all of my own work. I did this and I can do plenty more and I can learn plenty more. Yeah. And I guess one thing I'd like to know, how do you get more women involved in coding? That's one thing that that's going to be, that's, I find it could be tough in these days. Oh, um, I feel like there, there's, there's two solutions to this because I, I think women have always been involved in coding. I mean, the, you know, the first computers were yeah. women. Um, but it's all about first being able to allow people the opportunity to practice this. So to take away the air of mystery in, you know, in the word coder. Like we see now in Irish secondary schools that the applications for um, computing science degrees um, at third level has, has dropped significantly. And when you go into the schools and ask, um, a lot of the girls are saying, oh, well, it, you know, it just seems like it's male dominated. It's all science and maths, which is absolutely not the case. And I mean, I'm guilty um, of, of having that preconceived notion myself as well before um, getting into the computing science um, area. That would be, I think that would be the first thing that we can do to help the younger generation, um, particularly of, you know, aspiring female coders, which would, I mean, I'd love if we could start, you know, teaching HTML at Montessori. I obviously, I know that's not a possibility. Yeah, but, um, but yeah. to just showcase at the secondary school level that it's not about being good at science uh, or maths. It's about having problem-solving abilities. It's about being persevering and it's about having great patience, which I think we can agree, you know, historically Irish women have in spades. Um, so that would be one thing. Allow people the opportunity to practice um, coding more often. I know there's going to be so many issues with scheduling and booking of, you know, computer labs in secondary schools. But if we can make actually sitting down and typing and, you know, being allowing young um, people the opportunity to code more often that's the first thing so that would remove the air of mystery and they'd actually understand what it's all about and what the requirements are to be a coder um, because it's much more inclusive than we realize yeah. um, the second thing when would be I suppose for you know kind of a change in um, industry practice at the moment because we have to make sure there's more visibility um, in in companies because I mean if you don't see it you, you know how, how are you going to be it that would be my second recommendation because there's a lot of company cultures at the moment where you'd see um, it to be male dominated when really we have a really high percentage of Irish women who have the abilities and um, have the aptitudes to code that would really succeed in these roles but they don't feel comfortable to to apply and to sit in these offices yeah. um, for whatever reason because they don't feel like they're represented. So they would be, I suppose, my two things would to be make 
make female coders more visible yeah. in industry um, and also to allow more opportunities to to learn how to code from a younger age to get people more interested earlier on. And I mean, I'm proud to say Code Institute, we're really putting, you know, we're practicing what, our, what we're preaching here because when I walk up the stairs every morning, I'm greeted by photographs of the likes of Melba Roy and, and Esther Gearson and Gloria Ruth. Yeah. You know, because it's cementing the idea that these were history's greatest and first coders. Um, I mean, we wouldn't have, you know, Grace Hopper paving the way for Python, um, creating a language that so closely resembles regular words. Uh, th- these are important things for us to know as well as people who want to be pioneers in the industry. Um, and even on our teams, our technical teams, some of the leads are females. In fact, I think there's actually at present there'd be more um, female technical leads, I'm proud to say. Um, and that that's only going to continue to grow because we want to be part of creating that culture yeah. where we are, you know, supporting uh, female front and centre. That's good to hear. And I guess also, what are your plans for the future? Oh, world domination by coding. Yeah. Um, well, for ourselves, we would look to seek out more, I suppose, partnerships um, within government, in industry, and Indeed, just to individuals who want to upskill and reskill, um, who are interested in you know future proofing their careers, we, we'd love ideally to make everybody proficient in coding and to become you know a full stack software developer. Um, more in the more immediate future, we're holding um, a diversity in tech recruitment event. Um, we'll be working with Enterprise Ireland in the coming weeks and I'll be hosting the careers event at Kerry College for my fantastic cohort who I'm really looking forward to um, celebrating at the end of their intensive boot camp with. That's great to hear and you're talking about uh, a, 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 a recruitment day, tell a bit more about that. Sure, so that is taking place actually tomorrow um, on March 4th in the Huckle Tree in D2. Now, I think that's actually sold out, unfortunately. But we do have some um, events happening in London at the London Irish Business Society. um, And we'll have another webinar with um, Training Zone on talent strategies for digital transformation soon. Um, And that's all about how you can train non-tech employees to become coders. So say people who are in customer service at the moment, who you may want to transfer over um, to more, say, code-adjacent roles or to become tech tech support, you want them to improve um, their opportunities within your company. You want to retain your staff. That's what the webinar um, on March 30th will be all about. No, I think that's... um, that's all. We're, we're, I mean, we're really hoping to expand upon these opportunities all across Ireland. We want to make sure that um, each re- each region has the opportunities for people in the locality to upskill um, and to, to live and work in their area. And that's what we started with our partnership with Kerry College. And that's what we're, we're hoping to expand upon. Okay. That's great. Thanks so much for that, Kieran. Have a great day. Okay. Thanks so much for your time, Ronan.